see, I got the hoodie to match the preaching. Amen. Lord, bless your word. Anoint your servant. Your words in my mouth. Let us hear from you. Speak, Lord. Your people are listening. Use your servant to be your vessel. In Jesus' name, amen. But God. Words are important and significant. The language and words we use are important and significant. The words we use as we converse with God, with each other, and use on a daily basis are important and significant. Depending upon who you are and what you value, some words are more important than other words. As a maturing young adult and or chronologically mature person, the words articulate, brainstorm, converse, responsible, dependable, and vocation are important. As a citizen of these United States of America, the words allegiance, democracy, Immigrant, capitalism, taxation, patriotism, and vote are words that are important and significant. As a Christian who has been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, the words Bible, anointing, Cross, gospel, resurrection, communion, and sanctification are important and significant. As a person of African descent living in these United States of America, the words freedom, race, Class, liberation, Juneteenth, anti-racism, and dream are important and significant. As a person who wants to stay in the know concerning popular culture, the words cougar, woke, selfie, ratchet, friend zone, 
swag and gentrification are important and significant. Words are important and significant. While every word is important and significant, some words are more significant, relevant, and germane to our lives than other words. One of the most seemingly insignificant but significant words that we use and that we find in Scripture is a small yet significant word comprised of three letters entitled but. But is not a multisyllabic word. But is not a word we find on the ACT or SAT. But is not a word that is used in the Miller's analogy test. But nonetheless, but conjunction, preposition, is a significant word in the English language. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. But those of us who are Bible readers, we have encountered that word but on more than one occasion. And according to this particular text, we experience the significance of this small yet significant conjunction preposition but concerning the activity and intervention of Almighty God in the life of David. Those of us who are familiar with the life and times of King David, you comprehend the chronology of what is taking place in 1 Samuel chapter 23. David has been successfully used by God to defeat a giant by the name of Goliath. David has been declared as the future king of Israel. Saul, who David served as armor-bearer, served in his musician choir, now has become so maniacally jealous and envious of David that Saul has made up his mind that he will not rest until David is on his back. Saul has the agenda to steal, kill, and destroy if you allow me to pause parenthetically, if you are so envious and jealous and so consumed by hateration that you are totally determined to see somebody fail, see somebody destroyed, then there's a need for God to deliver you. The issue ain't David, but the issue is Saul. If you and I ever come to a point in life where we are so consumed by envy, jealousy, or hateration that we cannot rest until we see somebody destroyed, 
We are in need of deliverance and liberation. The issue ain't them. The issue is me. Saul is tracking David. Saul will not rest until David is destroyed. And as Saul is tracking David, David, watch chapel, is trusting God in the midst of this challenging circumstance. David has not denied reality, but David is trusting God. David has not turned to too much communion wine, but David is trusting God. David has not become bitter, but David is trusting God. David is not acting out, but David is trusting God. David is not using recreational drugs, but David is trusting God. David is not engaging in retail therapy, but David is trusting God. And watch chapel, I preach this message to encourage all of us when we face challenging circumstances, the question is whether or not we are going to trust God in the midst of challenging circumstances. If you can trust other stuff, let me preach this, help me watch chapel. If we can trust other stuff, we can also trust God when we are going through it's amazing to me how we as the people of God have seen God work, seen God move, seen God make ways, seen God answer prayers, seen God open heaven. Yet when it comes to difficult seasons, challenging circumstances, seems like we turn away from God instead of trusting God even more. If you and I can trust Amazon to deliver what we want, when we want it, how we want it, we can also trust God. If you and I can trust an automobile to allow us to get from one destination to another destination, then we can trust Almighty God. If we can trust our primary care physician, our psychologist, our therapist, our psychiatrist, then we can trust Almighty God. If we can trust PayPal, Cash App, cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, then we can trust Almighty God. Y'all ain't talking to me on this Sunday morning. If we can trust other stuff, then we also can trust Almighty God. David is trusting God in the midst of a challenging circumstance. And if you read verse 14, David is being stalked by Saul, but God. Y'all ain't talking to me on this Sunday morning. But God does not deliver David into the hands of Saul. What does God do for David that he can do for you and I when we trust God? What is your, what is David, or let me make it plain, what is your but God testimony? Uh, David's but God testimony is that as David trusts God, David discovers that God will respond to his request. Can I preach this? Watch that. Well, God is hearing from his servant David. 
David is dialoguing with God. David is, in the words of Charles Edward Booth, between the devil and the deep blue sea. David is behind the proverbial eight ball. Saul is stalking and tracking David. And David hears that Saul is going to meet him at Kali. And before David goes, David stops and says, God, should I go to Kali? And not only should I go, if I go, will Saul destroy the town in order to kill me? And when I get there, will the men of Kali deliver me up lest the town be destroyed? And before David moves, David talks to God. That's a lesson for somebody on this Sunday morning. Before you walk down the aisle, you better talk to God. Before you purchase that automobile, you better talk to God. Before you make that decision, you better talk to God. Before you sign your name on the dotted line, you better talk to God. Before you say, yes, I will, I do, I shall, you better talk to God. Before you enter into that business agreement, you better talk to God. Before you sign that mortgage note, you better talk to God. Before you sign up for that mortgage, you better talk to God. Sometimes, let me just be confessional, amen, I have gotten in trouble more than one time making up my mind being prayerless and then asking God to bless what I did not include him on when God said, stand still, trust me, seek me, inquire of me before you go forward. Before you and I go forward, stop, pray, hear, then move. I think I just said something in here. Stop, pray, hear, then go. Let me run it by you again. Stop, pray, hear, then go. Sometimes we get in trouble because we reverse the order. We already down the road, then we pray. But look, God responds to his requests. And we serve a God who just does not listen, but who will respond to whatever we bring to Almighty God. And I dare somebody on this Sunday morning to change your prayer life, grow and mature in your prayer life, and just don't treat God like a Coca-Cola machine where you pay your tithe, you come to worship, you lift holy hands, press a button, and expect God to give you what you want, when you want it, how you want it. You and I better stop, hear, go, and then wait for God to respond to what we are asking. What if that ain't the man for you? What if that ain't the woman for you? What if that ain't the job for you? What if that ain't the college for you? What if that ain't the car God wants you to have? What if that ain't the neighborhood where God wants you to live? God knows Alpha from Omega, the beginning from the end. God can see what we can't see. Stop. Pray. Hear. 
then go. God responds to his requests, but God just does not respond to his requests. God saves David from sabotage. Go on, preach Pete Dub. Saul has made up in his mind to destroy and sabotage David. Saul, remember in 1 Samuel 17, 18, 19, where David has defeated Goliath, and David is being used by God as a military leader. The women, the local station begin to say, Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his tens of thousands. And ever since that time, since the choir started singing a different song, since the radio started playing a different melody, Saul has been consumed with hateration towards David. And while Saul has been consumed with envy, jealousy, and hateration towards David, God is protecting David. Y'all ain't talking to me. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. You and I cannot control how everybody feels about us. You can be sweet as pie. You can be holy. You can be sanctified. You can be full of the Spirit. You can be fine as cat hair. But there are some people who will make up in their mind they ain't going to like you. You ain't done nothing for them. You have prayed for them. You have turned your plate down for them. You have loaned them money. But they have made up in their mind for some reason they are not going to like you. Yet despite how people feel about you, somebody has a testimony that God will be a hedge of protection around you. Folk may lie, folk may scheme, but God will save you from sabotage. They'll call you everything but a dirty dog, but God will save you from sabotage. Do I have anybody on this Sunday morning who can testify they meant it for evil, but God used it for my good? Anybody ever dig a ditch for you, but God put a trampoline at the bottom of the ditch, and though they thought the ditch was going to take you out, God providentially put something at the bottom of the ditch so you could come out of the ditch stronger, wiser, and better because God will save you from sabotage. I'm preaching somebody right now. Because there's some of us, we've been lied on. We've been dogged out. We have been called everything but a child of Almighty God. But despite what the enemy tried to do, though weapons form against me, somebody can testify, though weapons form, they will not prosper. Lies, schemes, envy, jealousy, hateration, calling the IRS on you, putting stuff in your gas tank. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. But the weapons form, but they do not prosper because you now got a butt God. <clears throat> what does God do for David? He saves him from sabotage. Not only
only does he save him from sabotage, he responds to his request. Let me close. He saves him from sabotage. He responds to his request, but he changes his circumstance. This is David who's on the run. Saul is still the king of Israel, and Saul has power, panache, cachet, influence, and Saul is tracking David day by day, trying to kill the future king of Israel. Yet God providentially does not allow David to be captured because God changes his circumstance. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. There's a man by the name of Jonathan. Some of us know about the friendship of Jonathan and David. And Jonathan shows up as the son of Saul and says, David, I know my daddy is trying to kill you, but though my daddy is trying to kill you, you are going to be the king of Israel. I'm going to be second in charge. And though he's trying to kill you, it ain't going to work. Can I close loud the way I want to close? Jonathan shows up with a promise from Almighty God that changes his circumstance. David was anxious, but God has a different word. Let me close the way I want to close and preach this the way I want to preach it. There's some of us in here who know that God can change your circumstances. Sometimes when you and I are going through, God will change us. And sometimes God will change our circumstances. I don't know how God is going to work in your life or your situation. Sometimes God will leave you right in the furnace and there will be somebody God sends to be beside you in the furnace. But sometimes God will turn the heat down so you can have a testimony that my God can turn the heat down from unbearable to bearable. But some of us can testify, regardless of how God does what it does, I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that I have a but God testimony because God can change my circumstance. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? David was on the run, but God protected him. David was anxious, but God gave him peace. David thought he was going to die, but God kept him alive. David thought he was going to be killed, but God protected him. And then later, David could say, I once was young, but now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread. This is the same David who said, no good thing will God withhold from you if you trust and believe in God. This is the same David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Then he closes out and says, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But then I got to get to the middle part, Dr. Adela. He said, though, I, he said, I'll prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Does anybody have a but God testimony? Saul tried to kill you, but God. You were sick, but God. Thought you were going to lose your mind, but God had COVID. <laughs> 
I dare you to think of your but God testimony. Not testimony, testimonies. Car accident, but God. Divorce, but God. Bankruptcy, but God. God, to respond to your request. Don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush. God has saved you from sabotage. You don't have to get nobody back. You don't have to get nobody back. Let them say what you can't control what folks say about you. He don't like me. You can't do nothing about that, girlfriend. She ain't speak to me. You can't control that. You can smile anyhow. You can bless God anyhow. You can pray for them anyhow. If you're right, God will fight your battle. He'll fight your battle. He'll fight your battle. The ditch they dug for you, honey. Come here, Haman. You better stop digging ditches with your tongue. I'm talking to somebody right now. You better leave grown folk alone. You better leave saved folk alone. God will change your circumstance. God can still open the Red Sea. God can still heal bodies. God can still make enemies behave. Somebody right now, my sister, my brother, you're not saved. You don't have a church home, but you're here on this Sunday morning. You're virtual. You need a church family. You need to be a part of a fellowship of believers. You need a but God testimony for yourself, not your mama's testimony, not your daddy's testimony, not mine, but you need your own. There's some stuff you don't share. You ain't let nobody use your toothbrush. No, 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 no. You could have a suit. You could have some shoot. You could have the gators. You're going to CVS for the toothbrush. Need your own testimony. Come on, sister. Come on, brother. Go to the Contact Us tab. We'd love to have you as a member of this fellowship, Watch Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. There's somebody out there this holiday weekend. You're being led by the Holy Ghost. You think about all the but God testimonies you have. Life ain't been no crystal stair, but God. But God. But God. That's why I'm wearing this hoodie right now. But God. 
Watch Chapel, we thank you for your faithfulness. Continue to give, continue to tithe, continue to sow. If you're not a member here at Watch Chapel,